This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. Internet and welcome to session 194 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I hope everybody is ready to lock in and power up this week as I hijack the podcast to talk about nothing but Fire Emblem Engage. I'm your host, Eric Eddie Gettinger. Here are some other people on the podcast, Alex, Joel, and Alec. Nope, mm -mm, that's not what you get to do. First off, that was a whole lot of low energy, then ramped up real fast and that's how i like to do it but getty do it good no no i don't have to all right all right fine we have this week uh number one stunner alex arona okay that's better that's that continue slinging some hot fire this week is joel dewitt uh is this a rapping thing we we did that two years ago, and we, we all know how that turned out. Yeah, you don't need to rap, just just doing it for flavor here. Finally, uh, flavor, flavor. We have someone who was on Eminem's last beef track, Alec Parks. Where's the beef? Anybody? No, nope. I understood that. Not reference. not old enough to truly appreciate it, but also old enough to get the reference. Old enough to have it seen it on like I love the 80s or whenever I thought it was PlayStation 1 game Herc's Adventure where you had to retrieve a golden cow and Herc just kept going where's the beef I remember that I I do you know what I do I do remember that reference did he find the beef yeah that game was hard as balls (laughs) it wasn't a Disney game was it (laughs) No, <laughs> but it looked like one. It looked those like one. those games are impossible. But that's neither here or there. All right, so this week uh, I guess we're gonna do some crazy stuff in early adopters. Talk some old school NBA Jam with the news, like that reference, and then make someone talk about their backlog or not. Maybe I'll just Fire Emblem engage. No. Anyway. We're going to move on over to Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games with food items in the title. Make me so hungry. Not I'm about really food, deep though. i into these, like, Herc's Adventure screenshots now. <laughs> yeah, make sure to tweet them out. Make sure everybody knows that that's what they're missing Yep. this week on Super GG Radio. So you guys play some of that Bread and Fred? Yeah. Oh, man. Bread and Fred. You know about Bread and Fred? Oh, man. That... Th- Brutal was <laughs> was not even putting it lightly. What was uh, I, I meant to check before we got here? What was that? What is that Nintendo Switch co-op game where you're just a head and two arms? Yeah, you made us play a bunch of that. Heave ho. Do you remember what heave ho? Yep. That's what this kind of reminded me of. Heave ho. You are two penguins at, and then there's just tied to each other via rope, mm. and one could move, and the other one had to swing the other person on a rope 
grab and traverse these. And uh, it is very difficult when playing single player because it is just you and a rock. Yeah, you're tied, tied to, to that rock. rock. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I feel like this game would be very good in like with like a with like a friend you're hanging out like this might be like an extra life thing but i also ask like in this case uh that rock wasn't my friend no even the face on him wasn't friendly but but someone here did have multiplayer capabilities joel you have built-in multiplayer how did that go i can let you know next week i taught i taught to kelly and i was like we need to sit down and play this and then the night happened. <laughs> we had to record. How does Joel have the built night. in multiplayer? Does he have two extra arms that we don't know about? Yeah. No, the kids, the kids might as well be attached. <laughs> Those kids might it's as well. It's called be having a, a spouse that plays games or kids that also play games. My kids play games, but they have no interest in playing with me. So. Well, You're that's cool now. Let's, let's uh, go back you, to the tape. Uh, how you know, badly I've, did you Kirby them? Would you call it Kirby ago. stomping them? Ooh. Well, I could now. Um, <laughs> not, that, that's going to be part of my vocabulary now, so thanks for that. Good. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Was it no points too easy? Yes, no points too easy. That's the that's the rallying cry in our house right now. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so <clears throat> Brad and Fred... Is it's kind of pixel arty, and it just it, and it just provides these these really kind of they're not really that elaborate, but doing it with a sing like a, with a budget of a single player and a rock mm-hmm. makes it really difficult. the The music's really cute, and it's you know a little chip tuny. You have the whole like it's a, like the penguins are really cute. They can you have a button to kind of grab. You can pull the rope to pull the person or the rock up. And you can also just, like, squat down and hunker down to, like, be an anchor and then swing the other person or rock around. It's really kind of funny. They're animated really, like, kind of cute. But at the same time, it just it does not get past the blistering difficulty. Well, yeah. If you're, of course, if you're playing single, I think couch co-op is definitely the way to go with this. Uh, There are some ways to get around, uh, depending on how... (laughs) I think Joel was the one who found the accessibility option where you can just do endless jumps. But <laughs> this is just flying, right? And it's just flying. No, you actually have to hit the jump button each time. Uh, what I love is some of the uh, flavor text, though. You can also just jump indefinitely. Who cares anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's only speaking the truth. To it, me. It's a nice feature. I, I admittedly I got stuck a little early in, in the demo um, at a jump that. I for the life of me couldn't figure out because there's there's a certain curvature when you throw the rock, you know. I mean, I didn't find a way to alter that other than how long do you hold down the the throw button before you release. But mm-hmm. even then, that's more distance than uh, height. So there's this jump where it looks like you need to jump to the right, but throw the boulder to the left and up almost to drive a ledge. And I I could not figure how you triangulate that, but. Um, but having that feature was real, really nice because I was able to go past that and then continue on and see more of what was there. So I, I do appreciate they gave that as an option. I would really like to know how you finished that part now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, in, some, in some ways, I imagine that you have to throw the rock and it gets stuck there for a second. 
you can swing once the rock is stationary somewhere. Yeah. So I, I would hope that that's a little bit of the trick to it. But, you know, again, single player, not the most fun. Definitely grab a friend and force them into playing Bread and Fred. Now, the the other part that's like a little bit of a insult to injury, I'm watching this like trailer uh, on Steam and they are just having zero issue with this. And, uh, <laughs> it's just spitting in my face here. It's like, come on, man. Just speak. Make it make it look kind of hard. Nah. Nah, no. Okay. Nah, it's super get good radio. Where have you been for the last 3 years? They're trying yeah. they're trying to be aspirational and show you what you can do if you mm-hmm. put the time and effort into it. Yeah, that's what they're trying to tell me. Jeez, we should start a campaign or something. Can Alex get good before we hit episode 200? (laughs) At this game? Probably not, but I'd be willing to put in the time and effort for some, uh, you know, give some uh, blog entries in our uh, uh, Patreon, you know. Let's get some blog entries in that Patreon about uh, me playing Bread and Fred. Also, per this uh, trailer, Bread and Fred, parentheses, and sometimes a rock. Yep. I don't know. It's important. Yep. You got to include the rock. Yep. I'm, I'm just saying is that I would be I would put in the time and effort on that Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So Bread and Fred again. Check it out, especially if you have somebody to play with. Otherwise, you're going to be hitting your head against a rock. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. that. Between a rock All right. and a place. What? <laughs> Even better. We also tried out this week, or some of us tried out this week, time to morp. <laughs> morp or morph? It's morp. Morp. Morp of the P. Time to morp. Morp it up, morpin' style. So I, the, Do you know what you, I appreciate about this game? What you appreciate about this thing? <laughs> I appreciate that they actually figured out a new name for a game. This is a wholly unique name for a game. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Not that this is not in the news, but did you hear about the game that was supposed to come out recently, and then they found out that the someone had copyrighted their name. Their name was like something very generic, like "Have Tomorrow," and someone had copyrighted their name already, and then sued them for trying to put their game out. No, but I know that now. <sighs> that uh... you, have, you gotta find you gotta find a unique name. Get that SEO. Did speaking of which, do we own this name? No. Time to morp. Nope. No, super I think somebody GG radio. Else owns that. <laughs> somebody owns time to morp. Time to super GG radio. I'm working on getting the people at GG radio. That's a that's a whole. Oh, okay. Uh, but still, all right. Problems abound, but not in time to morp. Alec, you are my companion and compatriot in time to morp. Do you want to give it a go here? Yeah, so you are ex- space explorers, and you get a signal from a planet that is unexplored, and you decide to explore it. You start uh, adventuring, wandering about, collecting minerals, and you come across these creatures that are seem to morph after eating some of the resources, and you've dubbed them morphs. Mm-hmm. Super cute morps. Yes. I'd call him Henry. The uh, trailer. I mean, you could name them anything, but as Alec pointed out, these guys are just adorable. 
and yeah. you can pick them up, you can toss them, you can take them to different minerals and resources and have them eat it. The demo itself, uh, I believe it's beta access, and it is fairly comprehensive in everything that it is having you do. So once you land, you there's day-night cycle, you go around, there's different resources to pick up, you can explore fairly far away, but you're also building stuff, and possibilities seem pretty endless here so far. Uh, Alec, how did you enjoy the, the building or I, even the resource management for this? I don't know if this is because it was a beta, but the resources felt unlimited. You didn't have any sense of scarcity. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really run into any issues with the resource management itself. Yeah, running over and picking up uh, another couple dozen of something so that you'd be able to finish building a fence or uh, what was the other one? Like a tube that just projectile throws resources into the main area? Yes. This really does have like a... There's a there was a game that came out the last couple of years. They just made a sequel called Slime Rancher. Know about that, yep. And it and we played the we played the demo uh, on, on this podcast, but this kind of reminds me of that where it is like a lot of like trying to farm and set up these really like set fenced off areas for your creatures and then kind of putting them all and making your own kind of zoo almost. Yeah, so that's actually one of the big things is that you're instead of mining for the resources when a morp eats that type of resource it then starts to produce those resources and so you have them caged off by the resources so all you have to do is swing by and collect what they've well produced <laughs> uh, they just kind of shoot out of them if yes you, you catch the meaning sure, there sure okay yeah okay. i'm on board i'm I mean, on board but they are very cute to like watch and follow around and then try and make them interact with each other I've, you can only have so many in like a, a certain area and uh, it's just uh i don't know this one made me feel pretty good it was low stress uh getting to hang out with my little morps yeah i it had a good it had a good loop it had a pretty good loop my biggest complaint is the you don't have any indication that you're reaching the maximum size of an area for your fenced mm. in space until you're just about to complete it. And it's like, oh, I've got two fence posts to go. Nope, it's too big. I so. was trying to do the same thing. I was like, I'm going to make this nice and big and it'll encompass all of the resources right here. And it was like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, but just a little bit. So I had to go back and like, delete some fence and try again i eventually got it but still very valid point it seemed like there was some wonky with the, the amount of fence i was allowed to have and that was also a really good thing though is that there is no penalty for destruct destroying your fences you got the resources that you spent back yep well i feel like if they're not gonna tell you when you're maxing out resources that their best bet is to just make it so it also costs nothing I, so the resources are pretty well spread out across the map. I think that 
as you explore the planet more, there's going to be stuff to do besides just hang out with your morps. I still feel like it's a good idea to charge people. The refunding, maybe when it's something like a fence, it is like a one-for-one, one, one piece of resource for one section of fence. But the bigger items that you create, those are the ones where... It's, it requires a couple of different items. So I, I didn't try and deconstruct any of those. So I wonder if it has, like, a, a penalty for yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't try on the bigger ones either. Yeah, but you, like, create power generators so that you have uh, the energy in order to propel your... I'm going to say resources, because I don't know if, like, morp poo sounds quite right, but, yeah, to get it to just, like, shoot back to where all of the other members of your crew are hanging out. Something, okay. something shady with those crew members, too. I don't trust how oh, they're always... Of, there's a bunch of crew members? Yeah, they're all like just shady? standing around the ship, though. Hmm. Yeah, the captain generally seems to be an idiot. Yeah. Nobody, none of the crew members respect him. You're the junior crew member, that's why you're the one out collecting the resources, building the fences, and playing with the morps. Hmm. I mean, that just sounds like a good job. Like, I want to hang out with some morps. Yeah. You should. Now, I didn't so, play around with it too much, but the trailer does make it look like there's multiplayer capabilities. Did you notice anything for that? I did not. Okay. Although, beta access, so I think we're still at the early stages. Yeah. Could be that could be that we could have tried to do it as a as a duo here let me see if i still got some i still am in the play test i cannot play it though <laughs> yeah see it it, it it the access is done it's it, it, it usually this weekend it is allowing me to uninstall so thank you for your time time to morp it was a very limited time frame. Uh, Joel and I did not get access, uh, get the opportunity to check this one out. Joel, are you are you ready to morp? Is it time? Is it morping time? <laughs> it sounds like it would be time well morped. Okay, morp de morp. <laughs> awesome. Oh, all right. I guess that just leaves uh, some time for Alex to tumble some tumble time. Tumble time. Okay, uh, I just wanted to kind of just real brief give you a little piece of this. Um, I beta tested, and then it's just recently released uh, a Devolver digital game. Those usually have pretty strict NDAs, so I couldn't go. I couldn't talk about this one. But now we have Tumble Time, which is a phone game. You essentially have what I would equate to as a dryer, <laughs> and it drops these little, these little like pill-shaped things. They're little round pill-shaped pill characters. And uh, there's little silly faces, but if you look closer at the faces, the faces are popular Devolver digital characters. You see the <laughs> uh, jacket from Hotline Miami. You see the ninja from The Messenger. You see the... What is the, um, what, the guy that... like I just We just talked about that game. The heads with the arms. Um, lots of things have heads and arms. What was it? Heave ho. Getty? Heave-ho. You see the heave-ho characters. You see a lot of Devolver digital characters in there. And when they drop into the dryer, they all just kind of tumble down in there at random intervals. But then you have to try to 
drag your finger across the screen to connect all of one type. So if you see all of the different, you see jacket from Hotline Miami, you could just go and swipe through and that just, that deletes them. The rest fall down and then more fall in and you're just trying to, you know, do a line of however many characters you can destroy and then within a given time. And then if whoever character you pick to, like my character is um, the ninja from the messenger. If I, once I keep, if I do it well enough, I get a special ability where he'll just cut an X and destroy uh, however many of these little guys in the dryer in an X form, and then they'll fall down again. And I said, keep going, and you have a time limit. So you try to do as best as you oh can. Oh, my God, I played this. <laughs> but it was a Disney game. Yes, it's a, it's a very <laughs> common game, but they have devolvered it up where there's a lot of, like, in-humor about, like, in-game purchases. Like, hey, just, just buy this in-game thing for no reason, you loser, or something like that. There's a lot of, like... Very, you know, kind of, yeah, Devolver-style humor. And it's also kind of cute, the fact that, like, these characters are all, like, from their games. And you kind of... The, the bullets from... Oh, my God. Uh, what was that rogue... The, the One of the early roguelikes where you're just... Got, uh, Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. You see the bullets from Enter the Gungeon. You, there's a lot of these characters. Piku Niku. The Piku Niku characters are in it. And it's just, like, a little head. The... Uh, there's that. It's not. It's not. Are you in pain right Miami. now? There's just so many characters here that I'm trying to think of them all, and I'm trying to give their names, and I'm like, I don't even remember who that guy is. It's okay. It's okay. Anyway, yeah. So there's a lot of cool characters here, and uh, the game is very silly, and they did a pretty good job of making it just this, ju- a very baseline stupid game that is very generic, but also just like, okay, this is pretty funny. Like, yeah, there's multiple characters from Hotline in Miami in here. Why? I don't know. That seems... That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> so, and their humor is pretty funny, too. So while you were talking, I have been playing the <laughs> intro level. And uh-huh. I can confirm, it's pretty good. It's, it's, <laughs> nice, it's, it's, it's nice It's and kind simple. of addicting. Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's simple on its face. You know, the, the whole rotating aspect is kind of neat. Um, I did it. Pretty good. Yeah, and if you run out, if you run out of like you can't, you can't like get everything in a row anymore. Uh, you can actually use a special ability just to turn the dryer, and then they flip them around some more, and they tumble around. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty cool. It's a, a neat little thing. Again, I got a chance to beta test that, and I was like, okay, this is pretty fun. And uh, you know, I, I, there were, I, I'm not saying this game is good, but there was a couple times where I would play it, and then I would like close it out, and then like five minutes later, I'd be like, I'm gonna play that again. <laughs> a little bit more. We get like another five minutes of this game. I guarantee I can get better score next time. Yeah. So they do they do enough to keep you kind of going back, and there's like an energy resource that you can run out, or you know, again, you gather materials to make to get new characters and new unlocks and new modes and stuff like that. So it's there. Tumble time. Go tumble. All yep, just went one today. All good on that then. Yep, that's it. That's that's the newest Devolver joint. All right. Well, let's morph into our final forms with a break. that button <laughs> all right
right, guys. Hey, news. I would so tap you to generate red mana. Where's he going to go with that? It already seems so sexual, Getty. <laughs> I tried to channel my inner... Never mind. Uh, news this week. Xbox Developer Direct. Why do I think that these games are already out? Well, I'm going to read them anyway. Go for it. Minecraft Legends. Forza so, Motorsport. Go ahead. Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Redfall. And the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom. Okay, Alex. What what are these? Okay, so Minecraft uh, Legends is not the same as Minecraft Dungeons. Minecraft Legends is now this... Uh, I want to say this kind of ex- you're playing Minecraft, but you now can eat like you can go gather resources and build a giant siege fortress or you can go fight some other siege fortresses or you can just start up a farm. They've kind of made it, Minecraft now with siege fortresses. It, it feels it, the trailers made it look like it's almost a base building slash tower defense focus more so than the, you know, done you know, crawling through the you know, grounds and, and digging around. You My, know? It's, it's a lot so. less mining, and now there is, like, I'm going to set a trap, then I'm going to make a gauntlet of, like, of these uh, pitfalls that will then pop up a bunch of arrows and do all this stuff. I'm trying to stop people. There's actually a game that we're signed up for a beta for that's, like, a more advanced future cyberpunk version of this, but now that's, that's what Minecraft Legends is. Okay. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is the one I was telling you about that I think you would like. It is a third-person action RPG, a little bit more like the the Devil May Cries, but at the same time, it is the the evil within folks. So a lot of people were very surprised, and they kind of came out and even said, like, we're stepping away from horror for this one. Enjoy this game. And it's rhythm-based. It's very colorful, cel-shaded. And also, like, boss battles have because it because it's a lot of heavy ry- rhythm based they actually have licensed like rock songs from like cage the elephant and a bunch of other artists and stuff like that so you'll mm. be playing and all of a sudden like a rock song will kick in and you're just kicking ass to this like rock beat and every hit is kind of trying to be on rhythm doing these special abilities and stuff okay i've I played about 30 minutes of it and one thing i can appreciate about it is that you can still get by without hitting the constant rhythm all it's really going to affect is your score through the actual sections. And that is one thing that I feel like this is more draw appealing to me for this compared to, say, Metal Hellsinger. Because Metal Hellsinger, I love the game, but you, I felt like you really had to be precise <laughs> in a way that I wasn't necessarily equipped to do. So, uh, very cool looking game, though. And I, I'm definitely on my playlist. All right. I, I, I was actually, that was going to, I was like, this is going to be, Metal Hellsinger is going to be on the beat list. And then I hit a real hard wall. The game kind of wants you to replay levels for higher scores and get these side missions to get extra buffs to then continue the story. And I said, I'm okay. It, it was really too hard on the, the rhythm aspect. And I didn't really feel inclined to want to replay a lot of those levels now this hi-fi rush i am very excited day one to game pass and so that's uh exciting all right cool 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 all right golden eye 007 out uh by the time that you are listening to this 
or tomorrow for people watching it. <laughs> yep, GoldenEye, the original, a uh, little bit up and for, so far it has not been entirely clear, but pretty sure that online, co- online versus modes are only on the Nintendo Switch. As Ooh. far as I know, yeah. Uh, also, fun fact, uh, some folks from NWR were talking, because you can have it set up where you use two controllers to move one character, and they were spitballing the idea of playing online co-op where one person handles the one controller and the other person handles the other controller to control one person. That sounds ah, like gross. Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> or like uh, Octo- uh, Octodad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm ready to play Goldeneye again. I was somebody that didn't realize, and I, I until like way later, I went back and tried this, but I did not realize that um, there was the game was almost entirely different based on your difficulty mode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Didn't realize that till way too late. But I mean, I went back and played it and checked it out, but. It really was a smart game. Uh, it was. And, and Perfect Dark did just about everything better. <laughs> and see, I never, I, I was happy enough with Goldeneye that I never tried Perfect Dark. Yeah, it's just, it's a sci-fi out there game with the same mold. Um, but there were some wild options for uh, multiplayer, and I think you even had to have the uh, expansion pack to unlock half the stuff. Okay. Nice. All right. How about developer ProX releases The Hidden and Unknown, a $2,000 text-based adventure game? Can you explain this, Joel? Because I can also I also can tell you that there's bad news about this. No. So The Hidden and Unknown is a text-based adventure game that developer ProX released that cost $2,000. Okay. Okay, that seems ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, two parts to that. Uh, it's also apparently only two hours long. And talk about getting your uh, bang for your buck. Other part also starts with an eight-minute-long men's rant, men's rights rant. Oh. So be prepared. For I really just posted the story because I thought it was a very funny, quirky thing that somebody would try to sell for two thousand dollars and. I think what they did worked because everybody's talking about it now. So oh, I'm looking at the reviews, and you can see how long people have actually played the game. Mm-hmm. And who's reviewed it, who got the product for free, and everything like that. And there are several people who have played this for more than two hours. That's wild. So, yeah, they they spent $2,000 on a game well. and played for three hours mission accomplished well, let me tell you though guy. if you if you spend that money you want to get your money's worth even if you kind of hate it because i've definitely done that with some games like you ever like rent like bought a game and then beat it within an afternoon like avenger like i was at the avengers sega genesis game mm. and you're like well I, sp- I spent a bunch of money on this so i guess i better beat it again yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yep so you're saying people are going to speed run the hidden and unknown? Oh for man! Two thousand dollars. Website for that. What's the website for that? Let's start looking up and see if people started. Alec, I take it you're looking at the Steam reviews for this. I am. 
<laughs> Do you see the one that says "Would buy again"? Wait, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay, speedrun.com does not have the hidden and unknown registered yet, so no one has made the site for it. Somebody did on it. Okay. Oh my gosh! Why is this so expensive? I th- I think it's just a gimmick that got them attention. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. And how many copies do you really care if you sell? I mean, again, from the look of it, the way the game looks and looks how it plays, I would say they didn't spend that much. So they could they probably have real low overhead. Yep. So you can hit that profit margin pretty easy. Even after Steam's cut. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Oh, I don't know where to go from there. But, I mean... Go into a bunch of Elden Ring uh, pieces of news. I thought we were done with Elden Ring. This is a mess. People aren't. We're done with Elden Ring. Elden Ring ain't done with the world, man. This stuff's messed up. All right. Well, there's a streamer. Miss Mika beat Elden Ring twice at the same time. Once with a gamepad and once with a dance pad, uh, dying 198 times on Melina. Just to give you some reference of what gave her the most difficulty. Yeah, well, gave everybody a lot of difficulty, so kind of makes sense. For context, shout out to that shout out to that guy that constantly beats and just helps people beat that that boss. What was For his context? Name? Is you this know, like a end boss, mid boss? Was uh, close to the bonus. end, but optional. Okay. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, it, it's definitely harder than it's. It's just a mean spirited boss. Definitely at the that they put in there that you, don't, that you don't have to take on. Yep. But the, but there is a guy who has who go who runs it naked, no armor, oh, and he, he yeah, just sits I've heard there. Oh, yeah, about that, dude. Yeah, he's the he's why I beat it. <laughs> Isn't his name something just like let me beat her? Yep. Let me solo. Let me her. solo her. Yeah, that's probably a better name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Alex. Well, no, no. Uh, well, it took no, him like no, no. two uh no, two tries because he tried to fight her and <laughs> didn't realize yeah, I, I no. he said let me solo her and then i was like well i'm not gonna just like sit here so i did like two attacks she turned on me and like two shot me mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay well don't do that again and then i got him again and i was like oh sweet so i'll just dodge her and then do this attack no she two shot me again and was what like, was I the just, end result you i need just let him solo her there you go <laughs> so i did i had to Mm-hmm. Did what I had to do. I did do what I had to do. I do is what I got to do. Now, Miss Mika is not... To, it, it, it's While she, th- that's an achievement, for sure. Getty, what's going on with this other piece of news here? Uh, Elden Ring player is currently playing using her thoughts. That, that's a real thing? Yep. They have connected uh, an EEG machine to her head. And there, if she thinks about what to do, <clears throat> the character will do the action. <clears throat> mm. She has so far only beaten one boss, but she is on her way. And she's done a whole lot of like processes here. They put a lot of saline solution and then just kind of sat there and thought about what was going on. Last I checked, she was in the she was fighting the, the dog with the sword. The dog with the sword. At the at the academy. Okay. Yep. 
right. uh, Red Wolf of Radagon. There we go. There we go. Uh, well, let's jump on a, a bandwagon here. The Last of Us, that's a TV show now, not a video game. But the video game, sales increased for The Last of Us Part 1 by 238% after the show's launch. Almost like people wanted to play it? Maybe. Maybe. They, Maybe. The, the tricky part about I'll this see being what a percentage... all the hubbub is about. The tricky part about this being a percentage stat is the fact that you don't know what it, what the numbers were beforehand. If yep. like two hundred thirty eight percent of two isn't that much, you know, because people now, kind of uh, fallen off of the Last of Us one. Well, maybe if you're dialed with that two thousand dollar game, you know, yeah, that that's a pretty big sales increase, right? Oh, yeah, I mean that math doesn't work great, but sure. Uh, speaking of Naughty Dog, they've also moved away from the Uncharted franchise with no plans to make any additional games in the series. Okay. I mean, that this is just series them, felt you know, pretty complete, it. so. Yeah, this is them just saying that, that we're kind of done with this one. Let's on to the next. Which, again, they they knocked it out with The Last of Us, so once The Last of Us is done, then we can move on to another IP that they, I'm sure will they will also knock it out of the park with. One can hope. You don't yep. want The Last of Us Part 3? Oh, no, they, that's confirmed. Oh, okay. It's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Hmm. Until they say, we actually had more to say, so we made it a four-part. A four-drilogy? I mean, come on. Quadrilogy. <clears throat> how many, how many Qu- parts quad- are last seasons hmm. now? What are we, part three of four of the last season of Attack on Titan? Oh, this is part three of the finale. No, this doesn't count. This is another season. Don't tell me that your final season is four parts. That's just four seasons. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> that made me tired. Sorry, guys. Tell us how you really feel, Alex. The Walking Dead also had that. They had a three-part season, three seasons for the final season. That doesn't count. Well, that that all seems very awful, but you know what isn't quite as awful? Xbox is now the first carbon-aware console. So Alex told me that... Uh, so this is how we get our news. Alex tells me stuff. Uh, that now Xbox is fully aware and capable of reading your thoughts, but also detecting when the grid that it's on is using sustainable energy. So when you go to sleep, the Xbox is thinking about you, and making its updates, and slowly assimilating itself into your dreams. This is just, right now, we're at a point that we are using an, ex- an exorbitant amount of energy. Everything has to be on the grid. Everything has to be on the Wi-Fi. Everything has to be on everything. Why does my toaster need to, be, need to have Bluetooth? It doesn't. And that's what I'm saying is that <clears throat> in a world where we're getting out of hand with a lot of this stuff, Xbox is at least trying to lower their carbon footprint. I mean, if we're talking about just sheer amount of messages and push notifications, I feel like you contribute to many of mine. Yeah. Getty, there's even an output for how much energy it takes to Google something. I guarantee I have a bad carbon footprint. I'm working on it. Okay. As long as you're working on it. That's all I can do. All right. Starfield. No, just kidding. 
<laughs> nope. All right, Juno New Origins goes 1.0. It's a lot like Kerbal Space Program where you're planning out a spaceship. Okay. And then you're trying to do math to get yourself into space. I like math. Almost as much as Skynet likes math. The last starship enters early access. It's from the creators of Prison Architect. In Prison Architect, you're creating a prison and you're trying to make it so it builds resources and becomes automated. In this case, it's a last spaceship and you add different modules and then you go and collect resources and get into firefights based on how you designed your ship. And you can adjust, adapt, fix, and change as you go. Hey, there's okay. a demo out for this. There is. <gasps> wink, wink, wink. Why are you winking? Is there something in your eye? Kinda. My contact's been weird all day. And now for the best part of the episode, the freebies. 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 Let's run through these. Over on Steam, we got Warlander. Warlander is a... I, I want to say it's like it's a third-person uh, action-adventure, but it also has uh, base building, and you know you can build like a you could build trebuchets and stuff like that to defend your base. But then you and some friends, say me and you, Getty, could you could be a paladin and I can be a wizard, and we can run up with an army and try to take down someone's trebuchet. Okay, it looks pretty cool. On Steam, we have the, what, Forbidden Escape? There we go. Yes, Forbidden Escape is a third person. You're kind of going through and exploring this kind of alien... Uh, uh, like, your ship has been attacked by a, a corruption, which is like the generic way of Goopy Goop. And there's supernatural and alien elements as you're trying to solve puzzles as a third-person explorer. Goopy Goop. Is that a yep. technical term there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> On Steam, we have locked. Locked. L-O-C-K-E, parentheses, D. Uh, locked is a short, uh, a short experience. If you remember near the end of Doki Doki Literature Club, where you're staring at a character and they are just being horrifyingly sinister while trying to talk about how you're trapped in a room with them now imagine that but in 45 minute bursts and that's what locked is awful you are sitting you're sitting across from an anime character who seems to have you trapped and with sinister murderous intentions and you just talk to her thanks for the nightmares mm -hmm. you're welcome over on steam we have grim rush grim rush is a top-down shooter uh, shooter slash action adventure. You can like you can swing a sword. There's a bunch of different characters to choose from, and it's a boss. It's a boss rush game, where you're fighting uh, just kind of horrifying enemies like skeleton scorpions and uh, giant void beasts. It's pretty much a boss rush, but top down. Okay, over on Epic Game Store, Adios. Adios is a, a slow kind of progressive, I want to say, what do they, they call them, walking simulators? Where you're just kind of walking forward and kind of choosing and like exploring the very finite world that they put around you. These different hallways. But the story is that the mafia is using your pig farm to dispose of bodies. Mm -hmm. And you are going to tell the mafia 
no more. <laughs> and that is the story. You are slowly walking towards the mafia to have that conversation, and whatever happens, happens. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Isn't it, though? Well, experience it in adios on the Epic Game Store. All right. Last one over on the Epic Game Store. Hell is others. This is a Getty simulator. Yep. You are a, ma- <laughs> you are a man in a business suit going through, uh, going through a hellscape office that has been overrun by demons and other people as you go through uh, fighting your way out of hell. This hell, but it's also an office and cityscape where you are fighting coworkers, but also giant evil centipedes and demons. Yep. Top-down shooter a la Hotline Miami. I call that a Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. Lightning bolt. Quick, cast lightning bolt on Alex. And then escape into a break. Yeah. We are back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games set in another time and place. I don't get the reference. Who writes this trash? Anyway, here's me hijacking the podcast. Who's ready to talk about Fire Emblem Engage? Do it. You guys hear about this? I hear. You, you know what Fire I, Emblem I is? I heard great things. All right, so Fire Emblem is a game that exists for Nintendo. Go on. And you play it on the Switch. No. Yep. Where else would you play Just it? on the Switch. And you can't plug it in and play it on your TV. So is your is your Switch no longer a Persona 5 machine? Oh, no. I'm still playing Persona 5. I took a, a tiny break to see what Engage was about. It's about so, yeah, I didn't even play that long. I think I got like five chapters in. That's not even, uh, I think it's like a fifth of the way through the story. But of course, That's a tutorial. as it is Fire Emblem, there are a, a bunch of different things to do. And as Fire Emblem has progressed, they lean more and more into uh, the ridiculousness. So last time we had uh, Harry Potter. It was Fire Emblem and the, what, the Forbidden kingdom or something like that i don't know i know it was the three houses you can stop i was gonna say that's not what it was (laughs) i was just very confused i was thinking like wait what game have i missed in the series yeah but uh, you know it was was basically just like a harry potter thing like everybody (laughs) here's the we're all in college now ha 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 uh this one is kind of your basic fire emblem story you start out and it's your character who is the divine dragon and part of the humor in the game is that every time you introduce yourself you're like i'm the divine dragon and everybody's like oh my god that's you uh every time but basic fire emblem combat the game is in in some ways really broken the engage function is that you are calling on uh, somebody from a previous Fire Emblem game, be it Marth, who uh, uh, everybody loves, but other yeah. other characters as well, uh, who uh, you can find 
as you progress the story, more and more rings to equip to the characters and form bonds with the rings and the spirits who reside in the rings. But during combat, you know Fire Emblem is is known for the one-on-one combat that you do, and sometimes you can get like an assist from, from others, but when you enter engage mode, it ramps up your power and you get special attacks that you use. So where you would have just like normal back and forth combat, now it's like, all right, I move up. And there's one character who, when you activate their engage, it allows you to teleport nearly across the map and cast a very powerful magical spell to one-shot stuff. It's kind of crazy with what they've done with the engage mechanic, but at the core, it's still Fire Emblem. So you still level up, you still progress uh, support conversation among characters, and you have a home base that you can teleport to after missions. Uh, And that's where my favorite function comes in, the adopting pets. So my lobby for Fire Emblem to be 2023 game of the year is the adoption system. Uh, I have several dogs, some chickens, a couple of doves, cats, a sheep that now reside in my island. (laughs) I, uh, three houses, you spend a lot of time in that campus sort of exploring around and trying to talk to people to build relationships, but also just get to the story beats. Is that kind of thing present here? You can spend time there. It's not as much. So there's still a lot of systems. I'm sure that I have not finished looking or finding all the systems. Being only five chapters in, I'm sure that there's even more stuff yet to come. Uh, But some of the things that I've already unlocked, there is a cafeteria. You can have somebody cook food for you and increase the support between members of your team uh, and get buffs Mm -hmm. from the food. There's now a workout mini game that you can play while you're inside of your island, (laughs) like a little home base. It's, uh, yeah, you, it doesn't feel like you have to spend as much time. It also isn't broken up into like time frames. You can go out and you can explore the map. You can do the side chapters if you don't want to progress the main story just yet, I have not. I'm also told it's like it's not as big like those that campus isn't as big. No, it's yeah, not. the three three houses campus was so big, and I never felt like the maps did a great job of outlining the actual layout of the buildings too. And so you just spend this inordinate amount of time just searching for the right person to talk to yep. or to figure out what to do next. And, and that's kind of what ha- made me fall off. And they had, like, little collectathon things within the actual campus, too. And it's like, that, that area is not interesting enough for me to want to go through with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. Uh, so using it scaled back helps a lot, because the, the last one I really beat was, besides that, was Awakening mm. on the 3DS. Yeah. And all that stuff is basically done in menus, I think, if I remember right there. Yeah. And I would prefer that, <laughs> to be honest, uh, some of that. Well, it's still there, but you are able to zip around and teleport pretty quickly from one section to the <clears> other. <throat> so if you okay. if you want to go someplace, you just fly over there. And uh, 
I haven't gotten a crazy amount of characters yet. I'm sure that I will. But uh, they're there. They're just hanging out, doing regular people stuff. And how do you feel that tea time is now gone? Uh, I don't mind tea time being gone. What I do mind is that knowing that there's only uh, 12 of these special rings, these engage rings that you're able to activate, your some of your characters won't have them. So they've supplemented that with a system, a gotcha system, mm. where you get points, like these bond points, from completing different things, either having conversations with people on your team, or they'll just be lying around after you complete a battle. And then you use that to play this like little gotcha animation, and it'll summon rings, but they're not like great rings. They're like support rings that will allow you to equip them to other characters so you can still get stat boosts for them. But it feels unnecessary. And they also get like the transformations are pretty cool too, isn't it? Like a little like Power Ranger. Oh man, they are ridiculous. It feels like steampunk, like mech, in some ways. Yeah. Like w- one of them, you get uh, like giant. Not, it's like a propeller. Like a a propeller, like wings on the character. Totally unnecessary. It looks cool as hell, but it it feels ridiculous. That's awesome. So, and so far, very good. But is it obnoxious and in my face? More than I thought it would be. Daddy, you'll be pleased to know that uh, the devs of Fire Emblem Engaged also made one of your favorite 3DS games, Codename Steam. That doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> so the steampunk elements definitely uh, are there. In A little bit of an influence, yeah. Is that real? I knew it. No, no joke. Yeah, wow. Intelligent Systems is the name of the steampunk. Developer. Right there, right in my face. So I'll be interested to see where the story goes. Uh, there is some jackassery already that I can tell. You get like the little hints at something else going on. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, "Haha, the villain is actually you all along," or something like that. I don't. Know. It's it's Fire Emblem. So, I expect at least one goofy plot twist. I'm also told you get ten, like ten rewinds. You you get rewinds again. So, I have not used them, but they're there. That's awesome. It's it's okay. Back back in my day, my Fire Emblem didn't have a rewind function. If you died, that character was gone. Hope you saved, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Joel, you don't have to spend too much time on it, but uh, we noticed that you made it through at least one playthrough of Devil in Me, the Dark Pictures Devil in Me, and uh, mm-hmm. just kind of wondering how you felt about it, how it stands in the series. Uh, As the final of that season of that sh- of that game. Yeah, so... The Dark Pictures, The Devil and Me, is the latest in the Dark Pictures series from, that would be Supermassive Games, the makers mm-hmm. of The Quarry, which is on, I think, most of our Game of the Year list last mm-hmm. year, and uh, 
until dawn their sort of breakout hit uh, usually these games are very focused on the choices you make dialogue wise coupled with the actions you take in the scary scenes where you've got quick time events or controller motions that you're supposed to do or hitting buttons to the time of a heartbeat th- things along that lines so anybody who knows the series has sort of gotten that baseline idea of what it is um this is one of those stories of a group of people being lured to a island uh, with a mansion in it and being there under the pretense of working on a podcast uh, documentary podcast and then it I don't know if it's an actual podcast but I like to imagine that and then, it's uh, us and we're all going to a murder museum and Alex is gonna kill us why would that I be the one right. to kill you? So it's you know it's it's sort of uh, I mean all these movie movies all these games plays like a movie. Use, it does, and, and honestly, that's part of what I've come to really like about about these games is that it's more or less an interactive movie slash choose your own adventure story like the books when you're growing up. Uh, this game is a little more gamey than that though, uh, and and by that I mean. There are these wider open spaces where you are actually having to go around in the the room and solve puzzles. Uh, There's backtracking and exploring in parts. And it's something that kind of took me by surprise just because I've got that preconceived notion of what uh, these games should be. Uh, It's not bad once you get accustomed to that and, and come to understand it. It's... It's it's playable. Like it's not offensive, but the problem is that it's not exactly exciting to play either. You're just sort of getting through these parts in order to get to the more uh, action-oriented stuff mm-hmm. or the choosing dialogue type stuff. So, unfortunately, it makes it feel a little more like filler than actual uh, gameplay. And then okay. uh, the other critique I'd have is that. I think that the acting talent mostly went to the quarry last year. Mm. Um, and I mean, no disrespect to the people who acted for this game, but prior games, it seemed like they had actors that could mostly at least one portray their character. At least one yes. big name actor that would help to fill out the rest of the cast. I mean, we had uh, yeah, th- that would be the anchor, yeah. like David Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette, but in the rest of the series, I mean, there was an Ashmore in, mm-hmm. uh, he was barely in it, but you, what was that, Man of Medan, uh, in yeah. House of Ash, we had Ashley Tisdale? That's not right? That sounds right. Yeah. And then, uh, what, we got Adam Warlock, who was in Little Hope, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't remember that guy's name, but he was great in... We are the Millers, or am I thinking somebody else? Sure, I'm not. Yes, that was him. That was him. That was him. And, and it's it's just disappointing because, like you said, Will you know, Poltier. Will Poltier. There you go. Like you said, they always have sort of a higher profile actor, and then the actors around them seem to be able to elevate themselves closer to where that star's at, and it's like this. They had no guiding star with some of that. And some of the voice lines are done like they were 
tired of doing their jobs and just wanted to get something out to end the day. Um, and some of the dialogue was a little just a little too much, right? From being sort of like cool moment to being a hokey made for TV horror movie. So, mm. um, not to be a downer. <laughs> it's you okay. Know, I, I I say all that to say that you know. Kelly and I will be playing this game again, <laughs> just because it's what did the. You, what did you think of the, the like the the story? And you don't have to go into it, but like, was the twist enough? I feel like it was going to be tough for them to beat the last one. I I thought the last game's twist, uh, not not the quarry, the uh, House of Ash. What was the last arc? Yeah, I thought the House of Ash one was pretty wild and and entertaining and. I, I don't think they hit those heights. Um, okay. I think it suits the story. It's just the thing about these series is that all of these games have a premise based off a well-trodden movie tone or setting, right? And, and so <laughs> the twist that you're going to have in this game is appropriate for a Agatha Christie's and then there were none style story. So if you think within the scope of that, it's appropriate. It works well enough. Um, I don't think it hits the same highs. Okay. See, I would have like thought that. that because it looked like a Saw movie. Uh, my experience playing that game, like the deaths are kind of gruesome like that. But mm-hmm. I, I never felt like it was more of an explicit, like, you know, let's play a game kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, clearly okay. there, there is somebody pulling the strings in the background. There's, inter, you know, interactions and altercations with them. But it's not that kind of, like, over-the-top game show style stuff that Saw does. Okay. Okie dokie. Well, that'll yeah, round I say out that to... to say, like, it. if you're a fan of the series, you're going to play it. <laughs> all right uh, is and, it now where would you rank it would you say like this is like second best third best middling 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 not offensively bad okay um, okay did it on sale <laughs> not your favorite not your favorite one though no this will be the one we play the least <laughs> but oh but we'll, okay we'll, so this is like the i i didn't love the one where it was uh the witches like that little one. hope I love that one Little hope. Little hope. Yeah, I, I would say it's closer to little hope on the scale. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the downer. Anytime. Wow. We'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to it. I don't know if I want to do this, but all right, Alex. Looks like you <laughs> went to Raccoon City. So tell us about yeah. Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. This is Super GG Radio in the movies. At the movies. Intro song. Do, 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> Think of a cool, catchy Entertainment Tonight song. Um, okay. So I've been begging Getty, more threatening, <laughs> to come over and bring over Resident Evil uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. For those who are unaware, it is a film adaptation that might as well have been straight to DVD. <laughs> it, was, it was in theaters for a very short time and during COVID. And also, it is Resident Evil 1 and 2 in about, uh, I want to say, 90 minutes. Okay. Uh, on top of that, uh, for those in the know, Resident Evil 1 and 2 do take place in the same night. So it is feasible to do that. Uh, the Overall, 
this is kind of what I want, sadly, from a Resident Evil movie. Like, I want accuracy. I want some of the the famous scenes kind of played out. It's just that there's so many weird choices, like questionable choices throughout the, the movie that kind of make it this like, okay, this is a little awkward. You know, this is a, this scene is... So, <clears throat> for instance, Leon Kennedy, the rookie for the Stars Police Department. He is a bumbling buffoon who they constantly make fun of for having shot his other partner in the butt. Okay. Who has just... Like and they keep like referencing like, aren't you the man whose dad was an actual hero and you're just a piece of shit? And he's like, yep. And they just keep doing that, so it kind of feels really forced. Hmm. On on top of that, they keep. It's like they bought pop radio licenses, and then they had to throw them into scenes. So there would be a scene where uh, a, zo- uh, a a guy becomes a zombie and he's driving a truck and the truck flips and smashes into it. But for some reason, like, girls just want to have fun is playing that entire time. Sweet. And it's not like it's not like in the radio. It's like they start playing it over the proceedings as the soundtrack. I feel like that's a missed opportunity to not use the cranberries. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that they're ne- it's never, like, morose. It's never actually fitting a tone. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird that this stuff just keeps popping up, and then when they do it, like, oh, it's on the radio, but let's bump up the volume and make it so nothing else is heard but this song. And it's like, why? And that happens a lot. That mm. happens a lot in some gruesome scenes in some weird events. Like, someone gets shot and they start playing pop songs, and it's like, why are you doing that? Hmm. Um, it's ki- What's interesting also is that it is kind of stars. It's kind of star-filled. Like, there's a lot of actors in there that I was like, I know him. I know that person. I definitely know that person. Um, if for those of you who like the Umbrella Academy, uh, the head brother, the uh, the the guy who's the 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 guy whose head is on top of a monkey, uh, Luther Hargraves, uh, Tom Hopper is uh, he is Wesker. <laughs> he is Wesker. And then they throw in uh, one of our favorites uh, from Letterkenny. Uh, one of our friends from Letter, uh, one of our favorites from Letterkenny, the guy who plays Daryl. Uh, his name is Nathan Dales. He is uh, the helicopter pilot, mm. huh. who is a character in the game. So things like that. Um, we have a character from Agents of Shield. We have uh, who was actually in one of the. Uh, he was in one of the the um, super massive games until dawn. Su- yeah, until dawn. Yeah, he was uh, the the one of the lead guys in the earlier seasons, right? He's Chris Redfield. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, that makes sense. So there is a so they just keep having these like these like oh that's a that's a cool note that's a cool named actor and there's another cool named actor but then. You watch all that's happening, and you're like, "This is pretty cool," but they are—they really are like rushing to get through. Like, we got to make sure we hit this. We got to make sure we hit that. We got to make sure that they know that there's also puzzles in the in the mansion, and we got to throw some puzzles at you. And then also, we got to make sure we hit the scene with the zombies head turning. You know, when they first get there and stuff like that. So they really do hit on a lot of jokes, a lot of puns, a lot of like key scenes where you just see that it's not, they throw in itchy tasty within like the first like five minutes. I so mean, that's what you wanted. They, 
It is. No, it is. It is. I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying it's it's very interesting. And uh yeah, that's all. It's just it's it was it was what I wanted. Uh I just think that it could also have been done on a budget. So it feels it feels cheap because it is cheap, but I can tell you right now if this was like a college film or a like you know, I'm an amateur filmmaker and I made this YouTube video like it's two it's an hour and a half long, I'd be like this is sick. This is what they should make a real movie out of. All right. And that's how I feel about it. The action's good, everything's gory, zombies everywhere. You get the you get the the tyrant at the end and uh the story isn't exactly uh back to back, but it does do enough that leads into the Resident Evil 3 and 4 uh or uh, no, Resident Evil yeah, no. Five. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 and 5 because that's where it goes from there. 3 and, and 5. Uh Getty. Okay. At the end, he gets the sunglasses. All right. You know what I mean? It's real stupid. They give him a reason why he has to put on sunglasses and stuff. Okay. Yep. So, it was fun. I I wish you would have watched it with me, Getty. We still thanks can. for uh, still jumping can. on that grenade. <laughs> I it, I wouldn't. I will say that this is. This is not this is not near the top of best video game adaptations, okay. but again, I think that it's a valiant effort, and I will I will beat that drum that I could look at this and say, yeah, now make it good. All right, you have the template right here. Get rid of Mila Jovovich. We don't need her. Get this. I think we need her. And then just make it good. All right. Well, that'll. Uh... That'll move us on to One Last Thing. This week's One Last Thing is brought to you by The Power of Love. I love the Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. I uh, will go first. Keep it nice. Was there ever ever a bigger album than sports? No. I think we all agree. Uh, I'll keep it super short this week. Going to try and finish Persona 5. I am at the tail end. I am at, what's his name, Shido? Uh, the guy that Joel looks like a, as an evil anime vi- um, villain. Yep, okay. So. I'm on board. Alex? Uh, I am looking to put in some uh, game time on some of these uh, indies. I got my backlog I've been kind of procrastinating on. But at the same time, I also, again, I, like, I, I haven't been. I've been kind of focusing down on some games because I really have been, like, putting around way too much in hard space uh, ship breakers. So now I'm putting the kibosh on that for a little bit and getting in on some actual games. I looked at Joel's beat list, and it is impressive. He's in it to win it this year. Mm. Good. All right. Joel? <clears throat> Um, I had something and then it slipped my mind. Um, crap. We can come back. Yeah, I'll I'll take an audible. All right, Alec. <laughs> I've been putting in a lot of little bit of time into as many different games. I think this week I'm gonna put more time into one game or two <gasps> games. Mm-hmm. I know. Trying trying something different here. Switch it up. You'll have to let us know how that goes. 
All right. Well, all right. Let's so uh, <laughs> let's get back to it. I I'm one of that 248 percent that uh, picked up The Last of Us Part One when mm. uh, the series started here, and uh, that game looks great on PlayStation Five. Um, not like God of War great, but it, it's very crisp. The lighting is very impressive looking. Uh, Plitters are just as scary as ever. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun and oppressive. So, <laughs> How far did you make it so, uh, in? Oh, I, I've just made it to the first skyscraper, through the first skyscraper. Okay. So, like, yeah, not, not very far in. Still so much to do. Let us, mm-hmm. uh, let us know when you get to Pittsburgh, okay? Yep, yep. We'll, we'll see how I feel about part two here. I... I I might be ready for that soon. But. <laughs> Let me know when you do. I I have a copy. So. Right. Oh boy, I'm excited for that. <laughs> it's gonna be real depressing. Yeah, you guys are gonna be real downers for a while. All right. So uh, that'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and Twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where Thursdays we're still doing this thing. That's a live podcast recording. Uh, golly, guys, you're gonna have to help me out here. I don't. I don't even know what people are doing. Joel, are you still doing stuff on Saturdays? Yeah, uh, Vampire Survivors every Saturday. Now that uh, Kelly's caught the bug, nice. too. Um, probably Wednesdays still for a little bit and off days. Uh, I'm gonna dip at the Disco Elysium soon because that's been nagging in the back of my brain that like I need to pick that back up and, and chip away at it a bit of course but, uh, tbd on that all right so that's uh keep an eye out for joel saturdays and wednesdays with vampire survivors uh highly addictive game for most of us uh, mondays alex is still beating his way through the backlog what yeah, do you got yeah, i was being, i was i was powering up the entire ah. monday yeah I like that Discord cuts it off at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, for your homework, right? Yep, that's for my homework, and I'm loving it. And Alex's Kakarot. Check that out. And then Tuesdays, still Skater XL and some smooth beats. Yep, I actually put out a TikTok where it's just me sacking myself on right. <laughs> Gotta check that out. Yep. Check out the TikTok. All right. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening and good game, Alex. Good game, Joel. Good game. And GG, Alec. Good game. Good night, everybody.